0: about. It's our weekly catch-up with the National Party's Denise Lee. The National Party's Denise Lee joined Laura Quickstart for their weekly chat yesterday. Government uh, has announced the business finance guarantee scheme, a scheme that has made 6.25 billion dollars available to businesses that are struggling under lockdown. Loans are available for businesses that earn between $250,000 and $80 million at the end of the 2019 financial year. Government and banks are operating under this scheme with an 80% and 20% risk respectively. This means that in the event of a default, 80% of the loss will be borne by the government with taxpayer money and 20% by the bank. Denise started off by telling Laura why this is a step in the right direction
1: obviously the, the best thing that we can do is try and keep New Zealanders in jobs um, for lots of reasons. It's not just financial, but it's also mental health. It's, um, you know, assurance and peace of mind if you're um, having issues with your job now that you've got one to go to. You know, lots of reasons, um, positive reasons to keep people in jobs. So we really support the idea that, in fact, we've been asking for for a few weeks now, this business lending Guarantee scheme. So it's eligible um, for New Zealand based businesses, of course, Um, and you've got to have a turnover between 25,000 and 880 million. So we're not quite sure where the 80 million upper limit came from. Seems a bit arbitrary, but hey, it's a start. Um, Bigger firms with larger numbers of employees might struggle with that upper limit, Um,
2: but at least we've got a good start here. Mm. So this we, this was kind of the steps you were hoping to see government be taking?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've just got to keep um, SME firms having access to funds. This also obviously encourages banks to keep lending. Um, and, you know, if you need to meet urgent, liquidity or you know you've got to bridge some finance needs to keep people in jobs we want people to have access to capital.
2: Mm. You briefly discussed it just then in terms of that upper limit of 80 million. I was also thinking about that lower limit um, uh, 250,000. Now for a, fall, a small business who might be in the early stages of development it might not cover that. What are your thoughts on that criteria? Um, well,
1: the same thoughts that I'd give you on the upper limit of $80 million, mm. and that is that the effectiveness of this needs to be closely monitored, right? Mm. So, so what we're discovering with a lot of these policies that come out after a bit of thinking and a bit of reviewing and, um, and some obviously late nights from cabinet committees and all that sort of stuff is that if we don't commit to um, constantly monitor Um, these on-the-fly policies, then then we may have a problem. So the lower limit and the upper limit, we would just say, please, government, closely monitor the effectiveness of it. We just don't want widespread business closures and job losses.
2: Mm. And we can expect if these loans are unsuccessful that these businesses and their owners are going to have to file for bankruptcy, correct?
1: Well, I would hope it doesn't get to that, Mm. Um, but, you know, first things first, at least there is some sort of um, lending guarantee scheme in place, Um, but, uh, you know, look, it's just all so dependent, isn't it, Laura, on how long lockdown continues for each individual employer's circumstances, um, even to the point where, and this is just a new policy as of this afternoon, Um, where if you are a company with essential workers, you're an essential service company and you've got workers that they can't work because they're either over 65 or they're sick. Um, You know, there's had to be a new policy around a leave scheme for them. Mm. So everything needs to be closely monitored and hopefully doesn't have... An overall net negative effect on businesses I just can't underscore enough how much we need to shift our focus from not just health outcomes
2: but financial and employment outcomes. Um, I'll shift on to our next topic here so uh, the conversation around reopening butchers, fruit shops, bakeries Now, government is quite hesitant to make this change. Are you in support of these businesses potentially being reopened with safeguards in place?
1: Mm. Um, So we know that because we've raised the fact that we think um, that it should have um, a discussion and a review, we're getting a lot of correspondence around this, a lot, Um, and, you know, we're put it under the umbrella of fairness and common sense. Um, We know that the government is already considering revising decision around butchers, um, specifically those catering to ethnic community uh, requirements. So Mm -hmm. if they're looking at that, then we're saying, well, what about access to um, not just local butchers, but local greengrocers, particularly in smaller communities? So that's where you know, a lot of our um, national party MPs, local MPs in say Northland or Southland, where um, kind of if you think about the spirit of lockdown, if people have to get in their cars and drive a long way to get to a big supermarket, when they've got a, a, a local butcher and greengrocer you know, very close to them, This is the kind of the common sense review that we think there may
2: need to be. Mm. I mean, that is something I was thinking about in terms of, because we are Auckland-based. Well, I mean, Auckland is a very wide stretch of uh, city, but I think we sometimes think about these things from a city-centric perspective. Yeah, we do. Um, So then in terms of a rural community, people typically... Um, have to drive anyways but it could mean with these businesses being closed they're having to drive a lot further to get essentials.
1: Yep yep and and that's just the the common sense lens that we would hope the government will um, discuss. So far all we know is that they are reviewing and there's that word again <laughs> their, their mm. decision around local butchers. We mm. don't have any word at this stage on on local greengrocers but you've nailed it Laura you know sitting here in Auckland um, we'd be thinking well what's the problem rip down to Countdown um, but that's not a luxury that many New Zealanders have.
2: Mm. I guess in terms of this conversation it was also the conversation of essential businesses so um, with Countdown in place um, these major shopping chains Uh, we are able to access fruit, vegetables, red meats from the grocery store. Um, So by that kind of extension, does that somewhat indicate that these businesses aren't essential?
1: Yeah, and and that's the whole, um, that's this whole topic, right? Is Mm -hmm. that um, because um, meat and fruit and veg can end up in the big chain supermarket then you know w- what's the problem here mm. but it, it just you we just need to think of the example um, of those in rural and provincial New Zealand where a big chain supermarket or even a four square for that matter might not be big but you know th- what they would consider to be a supermarket is miles away or, or you know um, a, a long time away half an hour's drive or what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is that really in the spirit of lockdown um, policy that we need rural and provincial New Zealanders to get in their car and drive for for ages when you could potentially have a local butcher, a local greengrocer, grocer, um, covering off every single health and safety policy, everything, you know, the, the one person at a time, um, making sure that there's two metres apart, all that stuff. Um, you know, if they followed all that, is that not a common sense call to make? Mm.
2: Um, yeah, so that is kind of something that's been speculated on so far in terms of if these businesses did follow that one person in, one person out kind of rule. Um, I guess the kind of thing I think about is my local uh, greengrocer that is massive and having one person in, one person out doesn't really make sense um, so is it more that we need to look at it as a case-by-case basis if it was to be opened?
1: Yeah I, I, that may get pretty tricky if mm. you then relax relax for butchers and greengrocers and just say well look if you it'll be dependent on whether you have a one in one out. Um, the only reason I say that is when I think about. I actually looked at a social media post um, earlier this afternoon, and someone started to list all the stuff that's that they know is open, and there's some real variation. And so, if we started to get, um, you know, store dependent, apparently the island grocer on Waiheke is open, Sabato's open, dairies are open as we know, Faro's mm. open. You know, it'll it probably at that point we might need one rule for all. Mm. Um, you know, the same rule that we have going on for dairies. Um, that's just my personal speculation, Laura. I, mm. you know, at some point we can't get so customized that the, let's just think of what it'd look like on a website. You know, <laughs> we'd have to go community by community by community and say, well, this one's open but only allowed one at a time. This one's open but only allowed. Five at a
2: time. Currently, there's a limited amount of businesses that are open and um, somewhat being monitored. So they're compliant with these regulations. Um, Mm -hmm. But most recently, police opened up a complaints process online, not just for businesses, but also people in general, and it overloaded the server. Um, So it's hard to say how many of those complaints may be targeted towards businesses, but this could vastly increase the potential for some businesses to miss the mark and overload police more? Well, I
1: guess we we have a policy in place now, Laura, and it's clear. um, We're saying that it should be revised, Mm. but right now it's clear. If you're a local butcher and you're a local greengrocer, you're not allowed to be open. And in fact, on that same social media post that I was referring to, um, I think it's this afternoon, Jack Lum's greengrocer in Remuera um, had a plainclothes police officer um, shut them down this afternoon. So they had been operating um, out of guidelines. Um, They're very well known. Apparently, um, 14 staff, a very big operation um, and were very, very, Um, fastidious about cleanliness. Wipe down every single trolley, you know, one at a time. We're doing all the rules that you would think, but we are closed down this afternoon. So, um, you know, dobbing people in um, is the right thing to do if you're dobbing them in under current guidelines, but I guess I just highlight that example for a reason why we think that there could be a revision of this. You know, if you've got operators that are just going to be incredibly careful and they meet a felt need, especially, and I want to emphasise, especially in those rural and provincial communities, then maybe we should be looking through more of a common sense lens. Mm.
0: That was uh, Denise Lee speaking to Laura Cookstad. Now, I should mention that today the government has announced uh, special considerations uh, for butchers. They They are getting butchers to... Uh, process meat uh, and essentially prepare the meat to be sold it will it will no longer it will still not be sold sorry uh, at the butcher it will be transported back to the supermarket to be sold and I think actually um David Seymour's uh act David Seymour is calling for not for this to not happen <laughs> he's um been quite a, a strong advocate for keeping smaller grocers actually open so as Um, not to have a monopoly on the supermarkets which I think is probably a really good idea seeing as we have quite that high high risk anyway going into the supermarket but also the pressure being put on supermarkets um, and the workers there what do you think about that would you prefer to get your meat from a butcher or not text 5395 Uh, somebody actually has just texted in saying the compromise here may be that it is a lot easier to regulate the big supermarkets than the smaller ones added to the mix and the effectiveness really comes down to how well the rules are followed, great point Uh, somebody else saying most rural dairies and foursquare carry meat and veggies what she's talking about, no way should bakeries be open, she is stirring political crap we don't need it this time (laughs) All right. The National Party's Denise Lee on 95BFM